A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 55 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. That number is accurate because it's a cool number that we can say that we've recorded 55 of something. Although, uh... We're now at the threshold where we have more episodes than listeners. What does that mean? Well, what? How do you define that? I'm just saying it seems it seems like we have more episodes than listeners, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Overall, no, because many people have downloaded episodes, so we'll look currently at like that though. One. Yes, probably. What we're what we were talking about before is we're seeing a trend in uh, I, I guess now that we're doing it more consistently, our uh, our magic's running out. Nolan, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, maybe we should go back to having people like wanting for it, not being like, oh, I have all these episodes to catch up on. I'm, I'm not gonna catch up let's on go, any of them. <laughs> let's go on a six month hiatus again. We we didn't record yeah. for over a year. A yeah, year definitely. Hiatus. No, I think I think uh, I think we continue to to offer it. Maybe people will see the consistency and appreciate that and feel like they're missing something. So, <laughs> or maybe One not. Could only hope. There's yeah, at least either ten way. people that like it, and right now, what there's nothing that we're doing that this is really impeding us. So as far so as I'm can, concerned, we just I do think it. we can. We can realistically say that there would be some people who would be very upset if we weren't doing them. There's at least at five. Le- I think. At least five. I think at least so five. So then it's worth it. It's worth it in these times to do it. Yes. To make it five people it. happy, it's worth it. When these Why times not? are over, to make only five people happy, we'll see. But yeah. we don't have to think about that right now. Wait, if it, is it five people plus us three making no. eight people? No. <laughs> I think there are, are five part people of the who five? care more about it than the three of us. But I would say this makes both of us happy. So does that mean it's eight people? That's what I would argue. Yes. I would say if you count us, there would be seven people. Yeah. Because I don't care. What do you know? <laughs> We'd be five plus three. That's eight. No, I don't, ca- I don't count. So it would be you two and the five other people. Why don't you count? Because I don't like this. <laughs> You're so well, full of it. If, if you don't like the you don't like the editing. No, I don't like the editing. But you love this but, part. Yes, I love this part. But I would do this even if we didn't record. Well, it's like it's it is kind of like because I mean realistically, Nolan, I don't see you often. No, no. Because this... usually, the last couple times we've tried to get together. It hasn't worked you out. You were busy. Yeah. You, you like yeah, which it was, it's around the holidays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't blame summer. it all on me. No, I, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's not all your fault. You're right. Last time I was getting married, the time yeah. before that, I think it, it was something. I was coming to the office and then we had to get canceled for something. Yeah. And then probably the time before that, I actually saw you. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I know. It's few and far between. So this has actually helped our friendship. This is this yeah. This is our friendship. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not. I'm and I'm not a big phone person. So like, if I didn't do this, it would be tough. See, I have I have a lot of friends in New York that I talk to on the phone consistently. That's good. That's good. Which I, is, I, is 
I probably have about five. I used or to be. six. I used to be a big phone person. High school and college, I could be on the phone with people talking for like hours. And um, yeah, I'm not a phone person anymore though. No, but that's why we have texting. Exactly. And we're wondering why people don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. It's because the last three minutes we're talking about how we communicate. Is there with a way that we could like live stream our text conversation? And that people would be could good. just watch and follow along. It's a lot of that's, gifts. A text cast. Get, <laughs> a text yeah, cast. That would get, yes. that would probably get Father Sean in trouble though. That would not not really. I don't think there's anything that we say that's all that bad. No. no, things can be taken out of context way easier. Though. Yes, well, that's a whole other <laughs> story, but that's not our intent behind the things that we do or say. It's not like we're sending each other naked pictures or anything like that. <laughs> not even I would close. hope not. I God haven't sent you anything not. like that, and I haven't received Jeez. anything like that from you. So I, it's not I would hope not. We haven't, and we won't. In the words of Cardinal Dolan, let's not. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Well played to bring it back. So last episode we talked with Father Reese. I don't even remember what we talked about. Probably something with we took the Holy the Week. I will say this, and Father Sean said not to bring it up again, but I will say I streamed Holy Thursday and Good Friday with Father Rob, and it was really well done. I would say I think I missed the Eucharist more than ever during Holy Thursday. Just mm. the way that he had his mass and he just kind of left the stream going for an hour and he kind of was like if can you just sit in silence for an hour wherever you are not a challenge but what he asked and it was awesome Mm. but then i was like this sucks i can't freaking go to mass i'm i'm kind of getting sick of this and then good friday was great easter vigil weird to stream because the i streamed our local parish and i mean it was like no music no that's like the best part of the easter vigil is just all the chants and all the stuff it just wasn't there it was, it was really weird i hope this never happens again and that was my easter how was yours nolan my easter was surprisingly beautiful uh, i mean i really uh, i mean of course i can complain about not having like you know about not getting to see family at least in person and not um you know not going out and and certainly not going to mass uh physically but it was it was remarkably beautiful um for, for all that all that aside um it was just it felt different you know god really granted me like a day that felt oh that's cuz that was my biggest concern you know, we did we did stream mass. We we streamed Father Rob's mass, uh, which was beautiful. We um, we prayed. Um, we had uh, you know we did Easter egg hunt and all that kind of stuff with the kids. Um, but I was really afraid that even with that, it would feel the same as every other day has felt throughout this whole thing. And it and it didn't like it felt really different and, and we 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 zoom called with family like three different times with different members of our family, which was neat, and we had a really nice dinner. Uh, went out for a walk as a family, which again is not too unlike a, a typical day right now, 
Um, but there was something really special about it that God just kind of allowed it to be unique. And that was, that was awesome. So that's great. Yeah. What did, what did the the kids think of the Easter candy that you risked your life getting? Oh, they were, uh, they were all about it. In fact, a lot of it, (laughs) a lot of it is gone already. Um, (laughs) I, I think I ate half a bag of jelly beans after the vigil just because as I mentioned, uh, I'm doing Whole30 now, so there's no jelly beans allowed. Um, mm. It's going great. Thanks for asking. But I ate about half a bag on Saturday because I knew I couldn't have them. So normally, like, the the Easter octave is when you start eating all the stuff that you gave up or start doing all the things that you gave up. Right. But You had to cram it into, like, a 24-hour period. <laughs> and then I felt sick. But <laughs> oh. I also made a lovely lasagna, but I'll... I'll We'll talk about that another time. The worst, the did... worst fast that I ever broke was when I gave up meat for Easter. I mean, oh, for Lent. And on Easter, that's... I just ate. I ate lamb. I ate turkey. I ate ham. I ate. You ate a whole lamb. I think. I ate at least a half a lamb. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, and I just, with before the night was over, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You, yeah. Did you break out in the meat sweats? Yeah, the meat sweats is the best way to describe it. I think you gave yourself gastritis from that. No, I had it. I definitely had it before that because I, I found out about gastritis when I was in college, and I gave up meat when I was. Uh, I in the I bet if I bet if you did whole thirty, it would relieve your gastritis. It probably would, but why is that? That's no way to live. The best foods Especially- are all the foods that you're not eating. Especially now no. after Easter, like I totally want to do the whole thirty thing, but I would. This would be the last time in the calendar year that I would start whole thirty. But see, here you have to understand. This is probably only time in the calendar year that I can guarantee I will be in one place for thirty days. That is true. Okay, fair I enough. I will not be going anywhere. Yeah, the, the, te- the, the if, temptations won't be as strong. It, yeah, so I, I am. I mean, it, it is impossible on the road it's it, you can't do it people feed you you can't be saying oh I'm, i can't do this this and that you got to eat what they give you mm-hmm. but, but now i'm feeding myself and megan but <laughs> mainly i'm i'm doing all the plan i mean i i went into the grocery store monday and i i had a, a two-page list the cart was stocked up i felt like a i don't know i felt important because I, I had is megan doing the whole 30 with you it. She is, yes. We are um, figuring out the snack situation. That's probably the hardest part. The meals themselves are, are good. But it's the snacks that... like I, I like having a yogurt in the afternoon. You can't have yogurt. Stuff mm. like that. So, Or even like a, a dessert to have a cookie or something. Obviously, you can't have that. You no. can't have like some kind of vegan cookie? You can't have sugar. So that like I was trying to look up desserts and you can make an almond date based crust and then have like a a blueberry filling and that's like a blueberry pie. Dates are hard to eat. I can imagine. I I have I get every once in a while I'll order like these protein bars from uh uh and they're they're date based and it's a penance to eat them. But they fill you so, up because it's filled with protein, one, and it's so disgusting that you don't want to eat anymore. I did get some kombuchas for... Uh, Look at that. Just for something different. Because you're, really you're allowed you can only to drink, drink kombucha? 
you could drink kombucha, but you really can't drink anything else other than water or seltzer. But there's but so, even there's, some seltzers. There's some sugar in kombucha. Did you check? I checked the whole thirty thing, and they said that there was a specific one that you could get, and I got that one. Okay, so you're you're gonna be drinking fermented mushrooms. I haven't yep. I I haven't had kombucha since probably the last time we talked about it on this podcast. Which, if you do the math, is over a year. Yeah, and then I had one as I was cleaning out uh, my room in the rectory. Uh, I saw that I had a kombucha in the fridge, and it was expired. So I got to smell the fermented mushroom as I poured it down the drain. Oh! But it, I didn't enjoy it. I, it didn't I still smell haven't different. tried it. And I don't think I will. You need to try That's it. That's fair. I, I don't know. We have a lot I, of. I don't like. We have don't a lot of, like to eat mushrooms. Never mind, drink them. Well, you don't. What, it doesn't what taste is, like mushrooms. I think, I think Nolan, we have to. You have to do a risky drink, and it should be a kombucha. Or that turmeric stuff that we have in the office. Did I try? I, we didn't try that stuff. Yet? I didn't try it because I didn't like it. I don't like turmeric enough to drink it. We 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 tried a lot of risky drinks, just not on the podcast. Yeah. Recently, thank you, Deacon Jerry Rita, who uh, lets us try things. That yeah. we got when you guys are allowed back in the office, which I think we're gonna we're gonna have some clarity this week. Not to talk about it, but some of this stuff, this, these briefings and things, uh, have kind of been hilarious with some things that are going on but that's all i'll say i can't watch it anymore it's just everyone's mad at each other and it's just kind of you can only you can only laugh it's just i there was one i i i had uh i was trying to watch something and it was on so i shut it off and went to do something else and then when i put it on again it was still on and i was like this is too long yeah it was it was long yesterday but i really only listened to dr fauci who Fouch. else would you listen to? He's the man, right? He, I like. Well, him. there's conspiracy was... theories about him now, but we won't get into that. We'll save that for later. So, w- one last thing about Dr. Fauci that made me think of Larry David. Dr. Fauci said on a podcast for the Wall Street Journal that he's hoping that no one will ever shake hands again after this. Because we, <laughs> we should we should just get rid of that. We don't need we don't need to be shaking hands anymore forever. I mean, it sounds so awful, but he's not wrong. But do you really like shaking hands to begin with? No. No, I don't really like shaking hands either. I mean, I don't. It it is it is very natural though. Like I'm I'm definitely in the habit of it. Like as soon as I meet somebody, extending my hand, like that's gonna be really hard for me. I think. But I then, like. Then again, maybe not. Maybe I, after quarantine, it won't be. I like a a really solid wave. Or like a like a little salute with two fingers, like "Hey, how are you?" Start two fingers on the eyebrow, and then as you're doing the salute, do a point so that they feel special. Hey, that's a little that's a going? little too specific. Yeah, that's, that's like that 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 comes you after you do that, you'd have to call everyone buddy or pal, hey, something chief. like that. Yeah. Champ or chief. Well, yeah, I mean, most chief. of the people I encounter, I don't know their name, so it make it makes but it easy. You, but you don't. There's no way you call people chief. No. But if you start doing the salute, you all of a sudden you become a chief guy. I, what about listen, the fist bump? Are we getting rid the, of the fist yeah. bump too? I would get rid of the fist bump. I'm going back. I'm going back to the bro hugs as soon as they say, 
As soon as Fauci says, I'll, as soon as I see Fauci shake a hand, I'm going back. See, what I, I I'm not a fan of hugs with people I'm not that close to. So I, I if if people stop like that don't know me that well stop hugging me, I'll feel really good about that. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'm on board with that change in culture. I think it's it's all right. It's safe to tell. Well, I can tell the story because you don't. No one knows who I'm talking about. But I was talking to a religious sister, and um, she she was saying that like we were with like a huggy kind of group, and um, she looked at me and she says, "If I don't give you a hug, don't be offended. I don't like giving hugs." And I said, "That's cool with me. I don't like giving hugs either." So I saw her at another event. And she was with some of her other sisters from her order. And I was like, no hugs, right, sister? And she was like, that's right. And the other sister was like, oh, thank goodness. She's like, I don't like hugs either. I said, listen, the way I look at it is this. I'm never going to be the one that initiates a hug. So if you wanted to give a hug, okay, fine. But I'm not going to, especially for a religious sister, I don't just go yeah. up to them and start hugging them. That's no, uh, no. that's awkward. You let that, them That's inappropriate. If, if they're, if they're going to hug, you let them dictate it. And then the one so here's like, a, thank you, Father. That's what we like to hear. And then she gave here's me a, a hug. question no, for kidding. you. All right, Chief Priest. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. It you was know, you're the Chief Priest. That was good. Thank you. No one laughed, but it was. wasn't like laugh out loud funny, but it was like smile and and. <laughs> I get what you were trying to do, but I don't think it was that All right, funny. So listen chief when hypothetically say you're allowed to say a public mass your first sunday mass again in a parish is uh let's just say it's may 31st pentecost they're allowed to have masses again after mass what do you do people are walking out they want to say hi to you they haven't seen you in three months where do you put your hands in your pockets no i'll shake their hands you would shake hands. Yeah, I shook hands the day that they said that, like, no more sign of peace. A couple of people came up to me to shake my hand, so I shook their hand. I just didn't touch my face or anything else until I washed my hands. Usually he touches his face right away after everyone he shakes his hands with. Yeah. <laughs> you, you scratch your nose after. Those but, days, I but... scratch my nose before and then shake Actually, hands. Actually, he picks his nose and then shakes hands. <laughs> No, that's what I do, but <laughs> besides the point. So that raises the question then, when this is all said and done, what are you most looking forward to ministry job related to do? I love how we planned this episode out before we started and Justin just completely skipped the next segment. To go yeah, right to this, that was the perfect had segue the, though. Yeah, you had the perfect segue before to go into the second segment. <laughs> but this is a this is a perfect segue because I'm assuming, Father. I'm, well, here's why it'll be a perfect segue. Father Sean, answer the question. I want to do a Quovatis Holy Hour at the seminary. All right. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I don't, you're going to say you would want to celebrate Mass publicly. But we just talked but, about what celebrating Mass publicly. That, that, but that's like no, besides but the, whole the point. point of the segue was for you to then say that's what you're most looking forward to. Right. But that wasn't, I mean, that is something that will be great, but that will be something that every person is already looking forward to. You know, I'm just saying, maybe you guys can't actually finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> we've we've been distant for too long. Yeah. Are you guys even brothers anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. 
Quarantine has changed us. Oh man, <laughs> I'll, I'm, I, do you want me to say it? I'll, I'm I'm excited for Father Sean to celebrate public mass. Well, I'm very excited yeah, for that, and that's what I want more than anything else. But I think, based on having an interesting conversation, the thing that would be like that's like everyone wants that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so just just say that I was right. Say that I was right, and the second thing that you're looking to to do is the Clovatus retreat. Yes, but uh, yeah, in a certain sense, you were correct. But I think as far as <laughs> ministry, meaning like like vocations ministry, celebrating a public mass is not going to be the first thing that I would do. So you're taking emphasis on the job. Right. Ministry related. Right. So like what would be a youth ministry thing that you, Nolan, would be really excited to do once the, uh, the quarantine is lifted? Uh, to be honest with you, I think just getting together with like and this is just off the top of my head, really. But like getting together with some of the youth ministers that I've been touching base with like now as this is going on and just seeing them. Um, you know, some of the parishes that I was working with and um, just kind of being able to go out and, and just do, do the relationship stuff again, the, the relational work uh, building up. If you had to give a talk on any subject regarding youth ministry, would it be relational ministry? Man, this is providing like a lot of fodder for that, actually. Um, I don't want to steal my Clover's thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew everything he's doing because I get Marco Polos from the Claw Daddy. You, you know what? We bust his chops about that, but like honestly, like this is like proving relational ministry more than ever is is the way to go. But you know? he's doing a lot of really good things. He is, and 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 I'm not surprised is... by that. Let the record no, show. No, and Clawberg, we know you're tuned in watching right now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just. No, it's it's true though. Like I've had a lot of conversations with people, the the parishes that were doing relational ministry are the ones that are still surviving through this, because there's a connection there. It's it's about more than just giving information or content. It's and I, yeah, and I think that certain places that were providing things before can continue to provide those things in a different way. So a perfect example, yeah. which this is technically a parish. Um, but uh, campus ministry at Adelphi University asked me to do a vocations panel about two months ago. So I said, yes. And then they said, can you still do it, but on Zoom? And I said, yes. So it, it's essentially going to be the same thing, but now it'll be digital. So <clears throat> like, pe- and more people might be able to come because people won't have other things going on when it when, when we do it um right. i did the the john paul ii institute with you nolan yeah um i was invited to a parish's bible study uh mm-hmm. and i did that via zoom that was actually really cool there was only like 10 people in it um so it wasn't like i don't i don't say that as a knock i say that as a um um it was it made it cool because it was like legitimately a small group yeah, and it w- that, that was based off of the core team at a parish. The core cool. team wanted to grow closer together, so they created uh, a Bible study, and I was invited to 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 get, kind of talk a little bit at that, and it was that was a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. Uh, I I don't I don't think, I, like I don't think I there's anything particular new that I'm excited about doing. You know I don't think that there's a new idea that I have or anything. I'm just excited about doing the things that we were doing and that we had in place and we're preparing for, but with more vigor and more of a focus, as I said, on the the relational aspect. Well, I for me all the events that I had on my calendar that I planned have now been canceled until Camp Covadas in July. Which we're hoping still happens. Yes. Um, but all, everything else has been, like, has been canceled. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at it from the perspective of the holy hour at the seminary is something that I wanted to do anyway. So I never planned it because there's a lot that goes into planning things kind of the last minute, as you both know. Um, mm -hmm. But... I, I really want to, um, uh, what's it called? I really want to do that. And shout out to Claire and Josh. Claire is expecting twins. Whoa. I did not know that part. Wow. That's awesome. so, so I was, um, one becomes three. That's right. Look at that. What, they're, uh, what they're, would, they're already going to be tied with me. Yeah. My family. What would the retreat look like there, Father Sean? What retreat? He's talking about or a holy camp. hour. You, or though you said Camp Clovatis. Yeah, that's that happens every year. It's basically there's games, there's talks, there's mass, adoration, confessions. Is it okay? Yeah, that's, I called it a retreat, not a camp. Yeah, it lasts a week, five days, Sunday to Friday, so whatever that is. When when in July is that scheduled for? Uh, the tenth to the seventeenth, I think. I mean the the twelfth to the seventeenth, I think, something like that. And about how many people come to it? A hundred people. It'll happen. You think so? I don't know. We'll see. I think so. I'm bracing myself for the worst. Are any special guests coming this year? Yes, Father Mike Schmitz. Has not responded to our email, so no. <laughs> <laughs> you had me yeah. going there. That was good. Well, uh, no, we didn't ask him. Ask uh, ask Father Reese to get you someone famous. Maybe maybe he can net he could net some. Well, my goal is to make Nolan famous between now and then, so that we could just have him come, and it'll already be hey, Nolan Reynolds is coming, and then everyone will want to go. Wow, that's a that's an ardent task, man. That's uh, that's gonna be rough. You you look good, Nolan. You're clean shaven. You ah, uh, you spilled the beans. That's right. I mean, right now Clubberg was the only one who knew that. <laughs> that's yeah, not true. You sent me a Marco Polo, so I saw that you shaved on Easter and you cut your face. Yes, but it's not public knowledge because I'm not one to like post a picture on Facebook and be like, "Oh, look at me, I shaved." Huh? So you're hoping that when the quarantine ends, that people will uh, see a clean Nolan. No, I'm hoping that when the quarantine ends, it'll be back fully and people will never know. <laughs> Why did you shave? They'll never know. It'll be my little secret. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> honest to God, it was my um, plan for like a while now to shave on Easter. I, I went two and a half years without shaving, and I thought Easter is as good a time as any for uh, some renewal. And so that was my plan and my goal. And then... 
my sister told me that I needed to shave my beard because of the coronavirus and that made me want to not shave it but I did anyway I rem- we talked about that in the office yeah because it turned out to be a hoax like right it was there was there was no truth to it and I have the sweetest awesomest sh- beard shampoo that I got for my birthday and my my beard was clean as a whistle but hopefully cleaner because people use whistles if they put whistles in their mouth Cleaner than, right. an, you, clean, cleaner than an unused whistle. Okay. <laughs> Father Duffy, who was on the podcast, but I don't think has ever listened other than his own episode, um, yeah. he shaved his beard. Ooh, that's been a and while, too. I saw too. that he, uh, he went around town with the monstrance, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So did Father Scalaro. Father Scalaro did it first, if we're keeping score. Yes. I didn't want to so, say... So Father Scalaro won... Father Duffy zero. He's got to at least get point five for doing it, though, right? I would say so. Yeah, I would think. So, the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one really cares what we're watching, right? I don't know. What What are you watching, Father Sean? I I well, there's a few things that I've watched that I think are interesting. Like what? I watched this movie called Troop Zero. It's an Amazon Prime original movie. That wasn't bad. It was like a bunch of kids, like misfit type kids. It was kind of it was kind of endearing. And then I've been watching. Um, uh, I keep I like Better Call Saul. So this is the near the end of the first. The this current season is coming to an end soon. Nice. So I like that. I've I, that would be interesting. Um, and then that's still happening live, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, not live. They, 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 with like most TV shows, they shoot it at a different time and then they edit it. And then, um, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) So that, yeah, I I know it's not a play. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad because you were making me nervous for a second. Anything religious that you, I tell you what. Uh, not to beat a dead horse, but Clubber could watch a movie live <laughs> before it was released, <laughs> <laughs> or a TV show. I I watched The Passion on Good Friday, which I do every Good Friday, and I also um, I'm going to eventually watch uh, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, which is like seven hours long. That's what I watched on Good Friday. But, but not the whole thing. Just the part that has to do with the passion? Yeah, because uh, Brett, my f- four-year-old, almost five-year-old, really wanted to watch a Jesus movie. And I, I thought about f- showing him the passion, but not for very long. Yeah, that's probably not the best. I, that's, that's all, yeah. I've met Jim Caviezel in the Holy Land. Yes. Did we talk about that? I'm sure multiple times. I don't think we did because it happened after we stopped recording. Yeah, it was it was liturgically almost a year ago, but it happened in May. Yeah, so we didn't talk about it on the podcast. No, we did That's not. That's right. So that was that was a cool experience. I've now preached in front of two famous people. Jim Caviezel. What, what's the other one? Jim and Caviezel Toby and Mack. Oh, that's right. You did do that at Justin's wedding. Yeah, and Toby Mack came up to me and said, thanks for the word. That's right. I think he was shocked because, that that I could preach. 
Yeah, because he just knows you as a goofball. He let me ride his Tesla holy, once. Holy man of God. But, um, yeah, Jesus. And then I watched a couple of those, like, weird um, Jesus shows on, like, the Smithsonian channel. Are and, any like, of those any good? So they're all kind of good. But they're not. none of them are really accurate in the sense that, like, most of the people who are interviewed are scholars who talk about the historical Jesus, which means that they probably don't believe that he's divine. Yeah, I still can't get over the fact after all these years, like, it's like clockwork. Like, as soon as Easter comes around, there's all these, like, shows that are aired about, like, the historical Jesus. And, and, like, and the apocryphal gospels and all these other kind of things. Oh, my gosh. Like, like even some people, like, that, that like, don't, don't believe like they have to be like all right this is a little too much like yeah can, can we get over this trend already i i there was one of the sh one of the shows i watched a little bit of was with robert powell who played jesus in jesus of nazareth and he mm -hmm. was going through the holy land and like pointing out different things and you know different people were interviewed and judge Her judd hirsch who's the uh dad uh, who's jeff goldblum's dad in independence day narrated also from Taxi. Yes, but I figured most of the people would know Independence Day. Um, so that that was cool because having been to the Holy Land, getting to see those places and be like, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. That was I've been cool. there with Jim Caviezel. No, I've been there. I've not been to those Jim places Caviezel. with Jim Caviezel. I've been to other places with Jim Caviezel. I, the funniest story about Jim Caviezel was when I had a preach, I was in Bethlehem and I was not feeling good. But I won't get into the nitty-gritty detail. But you hit it out of <laughs> the park anyway, didn't I you? Did, I, I, that's what I was told. I just took my Christmas homily and gave that because you're preaching about where Jesus was born. So it was rehearsed. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. And then, like, I was not, like, I was hoping to go back to the hotel that we were staying in, and I was looking for our tour guide, Giovanni. And uh, did you call him Gio for sure? No, I thought no. it was more fun to call him Giovanni. Um, so he, w I was like Giovanni, Giovanni. He came over. He's like, yes, yes. I said, can I talk to you for a minute? He goes, uh, yes, yes, yes. You sit over there with Jim. So I ate lunch with Jim Caviezel, even though I wasn't feeling well. Mm. And the thing, the We're thing that I said to him was, I really love the movie uh, Frequency. And what did he say? He's like, oh, man, I was a kid when I made that movie. That's a lot of fun. I like that movie, too. And then they were talking about different things, and someone's like, well, where are you from? And I said, I was born in, in Queens. And he goes, are you a Met fan? And I said, yes. He goes, no wonder why you like Frequency. And I was <laughs> like, yes, Jim Caviezel. Exactly. And that's, that's all the conversation you had? Yes, and then I talked to his assistant the whole time. Where, where is he I from, mean, he talked a lot about different things, but I didn't necessarily participate. There were some people who really wanted to talk to him, so I just let those people talk to him. That's very kind of you, Father Sean. Did they film The Passion in the Holy Land? No. They couldn't it was have, filmed, right? No, yeah, it wasn't filmed there. It that would have been crazy. I just read it the other day. It was filmed in, in, in different areas that are old-looking, but not, not in uh, the Holy Land. They're making a sequel, aren't That's they? That's what he said. He said it's going to be the greatest movie ever made. I saw that. Or not? He didn't that. say greatest. He said it's going to be the the uh, biggest movie ever made. 
I mean, I always thought that, like, the actually the apostles would make a great movie. He said, pray that he doesn't die during it. Because he almost died during the making yeah. of this one? Yeah. Jeez Louise. And I mean, just a little something that most people probably don't know, but Jim Caviezel does an amazing impression of John Paul II. That's cool. Yeah. You think they'll ever make a JP2 movie? They have made them. With him in it. With Jim Caviezel playing John Paul II? Yeah, maybe like a a JP2 movie, but like really well done Hollywood style. I don't think so. But if I ever no. had a chance to do it, I would cast Jim Caviezel to play John Paul II. I would just have to convince Jim Caviezel to smile more. How, how would you convince him to smile more? I would, would say, say, Jim, Jim, for this role, I'm going to need you to smile a lot more. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Chief. Hey, Scout. <laughs> so, oh, as boy. one of the we other Jesus the movies I was watching was uh, The King of Kings. And the guy who plays uh, Zed in Men in Black, who's always like, all right, sport, plays Judas in that movie. That makes perfect sense. So, there you go. So, this... I- this- this turned into what we were watching, into different what, th- six degrees of Jim Caviezel. Yes. I actually, those are the three Jesus movies I own. And I only wound up watching part of Jesus of Nazareth. I watched a series on it. It's, I think Franciscan does it. It's called like Metanoia. Have you guys heard of that? I've heard of it. Yes. I don't, I don't, is it them that does it? It's um, it's a it looks like a bunch of different people, but I believe it's Franciscan that, yeah, in association with Franciscan University. It's really cool. I I, I highly recommend it. Got the the formed now is on Apple TV, so now I can stream it from the on my TV as opposed to just having to watch everything. On uh, is Metanoia unformed? I thought it was. Uh, I had to sign up separate. Uh, I signed up for it. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You should check because you, you shouldn't have to pay twice. Well, it's not, you don't have to pay. They suggest you give a donation. But you did not heed to that suggestion. Well, I'm going to watch it before I, I... I will watch it and then value it. So you will give money based on how much you like it as opposed to... Or how much I actually watch it. Okay, that's fair. Which I plan on watching all of it, so... I will give based off of that. Give, give uh, a conditional, a conditional. Um, what's it called? Con- Stipend. Yeah, I was gonna say conditional baptism. That's something different. That's if somebody is doubtfully baptized, and you're not sure that the proper form was used, you baptize them conditionally just to make sure. Hmm. I've done that once or twice. This. <laughs> This is what lady. This is what well, lady. What happens gave me, when when I, people come into the church yeah. from like weird sex, right? Of we won't of use the word weird. We'll just say uh, non-denominational <laughs> Christians that don't use the Trinitarian form of baptism. That's what we'll say. You can call it that if you want. But there was yeah, one Mr. lady. Uh, she gave me her. She her. She wanted her daughter to be baptized because she was from. Uh, she, her daughter wanted to become Catholic, and so she was she grew up evangelical christian and she gave a she, i said do you have a baptism certificate and she said yes and she gave me a letter that said 
I'm so happy that you accepted Jesus today and like wrote this very personal letter about how excited she was that she chose to be baptized and all this other kind of stuff. And I, I was like, I don't, this doesn't count. And so I, I didn't say it mean. I was just like, okay. I was like, this doesn't necessarily count. And I was like, um, do you have anything else? Do you know if they use these words? And she was like, no, I'm not sure. I said, okay, fine. So we did a conditional baptism. So if she wasn't baptized before, she definitely is now. Sure How about is. that? Power of the How, sacraments. Would you... I was going to ask something. I just forgot. Oh, Father Sean, would you uh, recap your, in 60 seconds or less, recap your Easter homily? That could then it give a little trailer so then people could then listen to it after i just i talked about the uh feeling like we're stuck in the tomb but reminding people that the tomb is still empty even today when it seems like we may be stuck in the tomb and there's darkness that the power of the resurrection still exists today we should be drawing on that power of jesus christ in our lives at this moment and in times of fear and darkness and all that kind of stuff the tomb is still empty and jesus is still risen that was the that's the quick version that's just a little taste yeah if you want to listen to the whole homily but now you kind of don't have to or you can no, watch you, you can go on catholic faith network on their website and watch my easter homily that i recorded before uh ash wednesday so if you don't want to just, hear just in case yeah, did you know something we didn't No, it was they it was for the show the word which they always ask us to record early did that have more personal stories in it uh, I honestly don't remember because that I that was months ago. I talked about how like, I like. I remember starting off by saying I really like watching videos of military members coming home and surprising their family members. See a story, rope people in, you get them, and then you drop the mic. It's a lot harder to give a homily when nobody's there to talk to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why this was short and sweet, but. Once, once you get the people there, once they're back, May 31st, you'll say your mass, shake some hands, touch your face. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be great. Uh, but no fist bumps. No fist bumps. No elbow elbow bumps. Add. I've come to like those. Who are you elbow bumping? You shouldn't be six. Unless you got six foot arms. You shouldn't be no, when everything anyone. first started. It was like, don't shake hands. Yeah. And then I was going like, hey, here's an elbow. I can't yeah, but then you get closer to the person. I don't like it either. It's awkward. You get closer to their face. It's it's not good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the elbow bump. Sorry, Father Sean. I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. Start touching any last... pointer fingers. Like hey, Last geez. words, no, Nolan? Um, I got no words. Keep the faith, you know? We're going to get through this. That's right. Amen. And we're going to be better than ever. Back and better we're, than ever, baby. We're going to be better. The country's going to be the best. Our faith is going to be strong. Bigger. The church is going to be the greatest. All the things. All the big words. Bigly. I'm going to be locked into the briefing tonight. I, I got a feeling that there's going to be some uh, some hot goss coming in. So, <laughs> so what? Gossip, hot gossip. Oh, okay. Let you me said know. hot gossip. Keep me, I said hot gossip. Keep though. me informed. Yeah. 
Let us know if there's anything earth-shattering. I'll read MSNBC, yeah. and I'll read Fox News, and I'll just assume that the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to hear right. someone who doesn't like him, and then someone who really likes him, and then I'll just assume that it's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, exactly. Probably safe that way. Finish it off, Father Sean. God bless everyone who listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.